when you're pursuing new things, you're going to have to cut off some friendships. You're going to have to cut off some relationships that aren't serving the goals and the vision that you have for yourself. But also you're going to pick up new friendships. If you're intentional, you're going to pick up new mentorships. You're going to pick up new colleagues that are saying, get down with your bad self, girl. You got this. You can do this. There's a maturing process, which is uncomfortable. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to fail. And so learning how to fail forward is so important because how you learn to not do those things again, how you learn to pass the test with flying colors and green lights the next time is because you probably screwed it up the first time and you chose to learn from it. And that's maturity. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan and I think this blue is my color. I know, like, I don't know how to find more of this blue. But as a winter, I am vibing this today. I'm feeling I'm feeling myself, even though I just took a nap and my makeup is greasy after a long day <laughs> and I just did like a three mile walk earlier. So we're chilling. And this is why you guys love the podcast, because you can be chilling, too. So if you've not subscribed to YouTube, by the way, make sure that you go ahead and do that. Just look up Powerhouse Pageantry. And that's where you can get kind of bonus material when it comes to actually visually seeing the podcast. Thousands of you guys are listeners every single week, which I'm so grateful for and obviously, you know, have been grateful for. But uh, many of you guys don't even know that about six months ago, we soft launched the YouTube channel and now you guys can watch. Sometimes I do screen shares. Sometimes I walk you guys through certain things that are YouTube only. So make sure that you go subscribe. We can put a link to that below and we'd love to see you over on the YouTube fam. And of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram as well. Okay. Today, we're going to dive into some leadership. This time of year, I have my Slack channels open with all my clients right now. Everybody starts freaking out, okay? First of all, (laughs) it's February, so it's love month. Everyone's feeling single. Everyone's feeling lonely. Everyone's comparing themselves that, oh, well, I should be married, or I should already have a child, or I should have already won my pageant by now, or I should be dating and I'm not, you know? It's just all the things. So... This is the time of year, and so I like to talk about it, and uh, I've taken copious notes today, which is not a thing for me. I'm more of a like let it fly kind of gal when it comes to the podcast, but today I have copious notes from the leadership master, John Maxwell, from his book, 26 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, which if you have not bought, put it in your Amazon cart right now, your Audible cart, because if you struggle with self-confidence in comparison, or you've wondered like, why do I not have self-discipline? Or even like Romans 7 talks about like when Paul's like, I know the things I should do and then I don't do them. And it's really frustrating because I have high standards for myself. And then I'm like in this battle of flesh and mind and these different things. How many of y'all know some of y'all are going through that right now? Okay. Some of y'all live in that space. And so today we're going to crush some comparison. We're going to build some self-discipline. And it's really going to be a solid mindset episode that normally this is the level of stuff that I would like teach in a a paid call, like in our powerhouse club or into my academy members. So you're going to get a ton of value from this. And I would actually recommend taking notes and watching this a couple of times because you're going to want to write this stuff down. It's very dense in terms of the frameworks that I'm presenting here. And then I'll have action steps for you guys at the end. Cool. Ready to dive in? Awesome. So first and foremost, kind of where, and if you see me looking down, I'm looking at my notes. So first and foremost, I wanted to talk about like why people play this king on the hill, or let's call it for sake of pageants, queen on the hill kind of a thing that really bugs me. Just remember that anybody that says like, oh, it's, it's lonely at the top, man. In my experience, like 
yeah, when you're pursuing new things, you're going to have to cut off some friendships. You're going to have to cut off some relationships that aren't serving the goals and the vision that you have for yourself. But also you're going to pick up new friendships. If you're intentional, you're going to pick up new mentorships. You're going to pick up new colleagues that are saying, get down with your bad self, girl, you got this, you can do this. And that will be confidants and helpers along the way, because actually the best leaders have teams of people around them. Like they're constantly being coached. They're constantly seeking out mentorship as we'll talk about here in a second. And these aren't even my words. Like these are literally John Maxwell's principles, the greatest leadership teacher of all time. So if you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with like the Jesus of leadership. Okay. So, which by the way, studying the Bible from a leadership perspective, John Maxwell has actually a leadership Bible. It's the first Bible my husband bought when we were dating. So cute. And it has like leadership, let's just say quests. Why did I say quests? Leadership, like little blurbs, if you will, where they break down parts of the Bible and talk about like them as a leadership principle. It's super cool. It's like a really cool Bible. Okay. I, I whip it out a couple times a year. And so does my husband when we're just like in a leadership mood. Uh, yeah. So anyways, take it or leave it. Another thing to put in your Amazon cart. So why do people play, let's just say queen of the hill for two reasons. It's always rooted in insecurity or competitiveness, insecurity or competitiveness. Now I'm competitive. I'm super competitive. It's good to be competitive. Okay. But how you can notice that maybe in your leadership journey, you're getting a little off is if to rise to the top, you have to push people down the hill and people only push people down the hill because of insecurity or because they're competitive and they see that only one person can get to the top. Now, granted in pageants, duh, I get it. One person wins. One person advances to the next thing, right? So I get that, but I want you guys to adopt an abundance mentality when it comes to this to understand that just because you're working hard doesn't mean somebody else can't be working hard. Just because, you know, just because they're working hard doesn't mean that you can't be working hard. Like, and it's just funny how people create these dichotomies and these mutually exclusive scenarios when they don't need to be like, oh, well, this girl who was second runner up and I lost to her last year, she's competing and that makes me feel like I don't even want to try. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, like I get it. That was a fact of the past, but you're in control of the present and the future. And we're going to talk about a little bit of what actually makes people grow or stay stagnant. What makes other people lap you over time? Like when you see somebody that didn't even stand out to you last year and now this year they're crushing it or you're like, what, what happened? Like, what did she do? Like, she's a different person, you know? And what are the skills that people actually have to build? What are the things that they're doing in the underbelly when no one else is watching that cause them to be great, okay? So just don't be that kind of leader, first and foremost, okay? Be the queen on the hill that wants to bring other people up with them. And because that's like what the real world is like when it comes to a lot more things than you would think. It, it really is. I think pageants are like probably the most cutthroat in some ways but at the same time like again if you're if you only have the queen on the hill mentality to push other people down if you don't win you end up with nothing and that's really sad like you end up with no friendships you end up being the mean girl or the gossiper or the person who stood in the corner the whole time and then you spent thousands of dollars to literally get nothing you know maybe 500 bucks in scholarship which you spent way more just to compete in the pageant okay so just don't be that person okay and even if it works, like even if a person who had that queen on the hill mentality unfortunately wins, it may work, but it won't last long. That's the thing. Let me tell you, I've been in this game a long time, friends. And 
the people who won who were the mean girl, their life sucks a couple years later, okay? Maybe they even had the, the Cinderella relationship. Maybe they seemed like they had it all. Maybe they had more Instagram followers than you. I'm telling you, they are miserable. They're miserable because they act the way that they act out of insecurity or out of a feeling like, I have to be competitive because their internal world is probably such a mess that you would not want to trade places with them, okay? So just, like, don't compare your real life to someone else's highlight reel or else you're setting yourself up for failure. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. Number two, I shouldn't even say numbers because y'all know I always get off with these things. So to gain credibility, which is what we all want, okay, to be somebody that walks into a room and is taken seriously, is looked upon as a leader, you must do three things, okay? The first one, write this down, is initiative. The first one is you must learn how to take initiative. And the phrase of this is you have to get up to go up. You have to get up. No one's going to go to the gym for you. No one's going to watch this podcast for you. No one's going to help you press through insecurities for you. No one's going to take your butt to therapy. No one's going to take your butt to school. No one's going to do your homework. No one's going to help you go on the first date, right? And try your communication skills. (laughs) One of my favorite things. I've told you guys this a million times when I was dating. It was, a, it was a social experiment. Like, it was so fun. I was like, let's see how much I can get them to like me based on my knowledge of human connection. <laughs> so, like, so cool. And, and you know what? I've had, I've had a lot of good friends that I'm still friends with today. It's great, you know? Just don't cross boundaries and everything's good. <laughs> Anyways, maybe don't be like me. But it was fun and I was young and 20, you know, whatever. Number two, write this down. Sacrifice. Number two, you have to give up to go up, Okay. So initiative, you have to get up to go up. Sacrifice, you have to give up to go up. You're going to have to sacrifice things. This is not going to be easy. You're going to have to sacrifice pizza. You're going to have to sacrifice the only one not eating the late night runs a run, of which I had no self-control of in college. And that's why I gained the freshman vigilion my freshman year, okay? Don't be like me in this aspect. (laughs) You're going to have to give up, you know, sleeping in some days, You're going to have to give up doing what everybody else is. You have to give up the status quo. You're going to have to give up being comfortable with being comfortable. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to stretch your comfort zone and your communication skills and your leadership in so many ways that are not fun. Because if it was super fun and easy, everybody would do it. Okay? If you want to be a one percenter, if you want to be a world changer, if you want to be somebody that other people look up to that has credibility, you're going to have to do something different. And that takes sacrifice. Okay? And then number three, you're going to have to act with maturity. You have to have maturity. And that's grow up to go up, okay? Have you ever been around an immature leader? Positional leader, as John Maxwell says? It ain't fun, okay? Somebody who just lords their position over you, but like you're just wondering how in the world they have this position in the first place because you don't respect them. Don't be that person, okay? That's why maturity is a part of the game. Maturity is one of the, the stripes on your back that you gain as you go through this process, as you build a business, as you do anything that's worth having, okay? Nothing worth having is usually free and nothing worth having usually comes without a cost ever. It's just like not a thing, okay? So it's going to cost you usually time, talent, and treasure of some kind and that's okay, right? If we know that, then that's freedom, right? If you know you're going to have to take initiative, if you know that you're going to have to sacrifice things, And you know that you're going to have to, there's a maturing process, which is uncomfortable. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to embarrass yourself. You're probably going to say the wrong thing in front of important people. 
You're probably going to, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. And so learning how to fail forward is so important because again, how you learn to not do those things again, how you learn to pass the test with flying colors and green lights the next time is because you probably screwed it up the first time and you chose to learn from it. And that's maturity. You know, wisdom is different than knowledge. You can have all the head knowledge in the world. You can repeat the book back to me. But when it comes to wisdom, knowing when to speak and when not to speak, knowing how to speak, what to speak, why to speak, knowing why to act, when to act, how to act, that comes through experience. And my friends, experience doesn't come except for any other way than by failing and figuring it out. It just is, okay? And I'll talk about that here in a second. The third thing is to be a dynamic leader, you're going to have to really subscribe to what's called the law of significance. Have you ever heard of it? It's one of the six basic human needs that you can study from Tony Robbins and mostly Tony Robbins kind of popularized it. Significance. Everybody deserves to feel significant. Everybody needs to feel significant, right? I feel significant in my covenant with my husband. I know that I'm first place in his life after the Lord. I feel significant in my relationship with God. I feel significant in my family unit and knowing that if I need something and I have to call at midnight, my parents are going to be there for me. My sister, my brother, my in-laws are going to be there for me, right? And so that gives me significance. It gives me significance to coach all of you every day, to know that people are counting on me and that people, there's an exchange of their hard-earned money for me to pour into their life. That gives me significance and I take that seriously, okay? So I want you guys to think about what your dream is of how you'd like to feel significant. And here's a quote for you. One is too small a number to achieve great significance. No account or value has ever been achieved by working alone. And that's the law of significance. So notice how with significance, the first thing that I mentioned was other people, was other people, right? Because part of my dreams and my visions for my life, like my companies, could not do it alone, could not do it alone. My team is awesome. I rely on them every single day, right? Every single day. And that's part of what has built the significance of powerhouse pageantry, right? I laugh because I was was showing another client how to upload a podcast the other day through our podcast software, one of my consulting clients. And it took me like five times longer than the normal person it should have taken because I have not uploaded one of my podcasts in like two years. Now, did I do it myself for six years? Absolutely, I did. I could do it in 20 seconds with my eyes closed. But now it's been two years and I have an awesome team member that takes care of that for me in the show notes, you know, and uploading things. And so it took me a second, right? Because I just haven't done it in a while. And that's the power of a team. We're able, we actually figured out that it takes about 120 hours to a a week to run Powerhouse alone. And that's just one of my companies, right? And uh, there's no way I could do that alone. I would hate my life, right? And we have a child coming into the world, right? That just would not be fun. That would not be the best thing ever. And so... We need team. We need other people. Okay. The best leaders have teammates. What are teammates? A skillful team of specialists that want nothing more than to pull them up to the top. I love that. And chances are those specialists are, you know, usually farther along the hill at the top because they have something of value that you would exchange goods for of either time, talent, or treasure. Right. And so it's really important who you hang out with because if you're trying to get to the top, but you only surround yourself with people who know how to pull you down and are lower on the hill rather than higher on the hill. I mean, that's just mathematically not a very smart equation, right? Those those people 
quite literally don't have the ability to pull you up. You're going to end up pulling them up, but it's a lot easier to pull you down. Have you ever seen that analogy of someone standing on like a table or even like a stool, (laughs) something steady or an ottoman, let's say, and the person standing on the ottoman tries to pull everybody up, but the people who are standing on the floor are trying to pull them down. Well, who wins? Nine times out of 10, unless it's like a massive human being pulling a child up, right? The people pulling that person down almost always win, even if there's a very uneven weight distribution, okay? So just remember that in your leadership journey, and pageants are no different for that. Arbany is actually a great example, and I was just looking at her Instagram right before this because I was researching some dress designers and such, and, you know, she used the same Filipino designer for years, from when she was a local title holder in the Miss Texas USA organization, all the way through to universe. And they were faithful to her and she was faithful to them. And they wrote like a really cool thing about her um, final walk dress as Miss Universe. It was really special. And they did this whole behind the scenes thing. And they talked about just the power of collaboration, even though Arbany is a designer herself. She could have made all of her own dresses, but why didn't she? Because she knew that she needed to expand with all the other things that she needed to do. If she was spending hundreds of hours on all of her wardrobe, would she have enough time to practice her walking and talking and all the other obligations that she had on her plate? Could she have? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Miss USA was a full-time job before Miss Universe, right? And the Miss Universe was a full-time job. You still have stuff to do. So it begs the question, right? Like a lot of you guys are very self-sufficient people, which is awesome and something to be proud of. But there comes a time when you want to expand, when you want to go to the top, it's time to tap on the team. It's time to figure out who that needs to be and, you know, what, what's the first person, second person, third person you should, you should really hire and have, have your back. And that's why we love doing what we're doing. It's not because our clients aren't capable of doing things. It's that they need somebody who's a little bit higher on the hill who can get them there faster and they just don't have time to to slough it and go through everything on their own, which would just take longer. It would take so much longer, right? Like if we, I always say, if I can help you win even two years faster, that is between five and sometimes $20,000 in a year that you're not spending, that you were already going to spend to compete again. That's like so many nice vacations. That's like some people's salary, you know, like our part-time salary is $20,000, right? And so really think about that, right? A small investment of who you could work with in the short term to help you grow faster and climb that hill faster will help you reach that place of significance and leadership that you have probably been desiring to get to for, for quite some time, which is really beautiful. So that is the power of a team. The next part that I want to talk about here is the toughest person to lead. The toughest person to lead is always yourself. So when we're talking about self-discipline, we're talking about how in the world do I get to the next level? You first have to learn how to master yourself, okay? And this is so much easier when you have a team of encouragers, or I call them bucket fillers, around you, right? Like if you don't have bucket fillers and you're just relying on the stress of your own life and your own set of tools that are in your toolbox... Like, again, you'll, you'll get there maybe eventually, like maybe, but you're going to get there a lot faster when you constantly have positive reinforcement 
and people that can say, hey, change this, do this. Hey, have you tried this? Hey, have you tried this? Hey, have you thought about this? And putting you into an environment of, of positivity. I was just texting one or one of my clients was just messaging me right before this. And actually several, <laughs> several today, like I said, this is just the kind of year, time of year. But unfortunately, you know, well-meaning people in their circle, whether it's a director or whether it's, you know, somebody else in their life, there's just a lot of voices and it can be really hard to know how to navigate with boundaries as an adult. It can be really hard to know how to put the mute button on or even just turn the volume down in some of those voices that people really feel um, entitled to speak into your life in many ways. And if you first do not acknowledge that those things are absolutely throwing water out of your bucket, leaving you empty every time you're around them, then what happens nine times out of 10 is people will start to think that there's something wrong with them or they'll start to think, well, maybe I'm just too sensitive or maybe I'm selfish or maybe they just don't like me. Maybe there's something wrong with me, you know, and you're thinking you, 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 cause you're so humble. But at the end of the day, you just needed to be able to process and bounce that off of somebody else. Like a coach. I had to do that several times today. I got to do that several times today. I love it. And, and you know what, I'm looking at one of them right now and two audio messages back and I get a response and they're like, wow, oh my gosh, I don't feel crazy anymore. I feel so much better, right? And it's not even that the situation changed. It's not even necessarily that like there's a world of difference overnight in the situation, but their ability to craft different thoughts, emotions, action results about that thing is entirely different. And so now they they spiraled for maybe an hour or a day rather than a week or a month or even taking that same mindset into competition And it ruins your entire chance because you just can't get out of your head, you know? So those are the things I really, really get passionate about is, is teaching you guys how to be self, I think it's called self-efficacy, right? The ability to like manage your own self. And this is the toughest part. The, The rest of the dominoes of what you actually need to learn for a pageant all come off the domino of being able to successfully manage yourself. And so in the next episode, we're going to really, really dive deep into how exactly you can do that line by line. I hope you guys took copious notes today. And I've really enjoyed talking with you guys about this because I think we don't talk about leadership enough as women. And I really want to give you guys the tools to place your best you ever have this year. And even more than win your pageants, which is clearly my goal, (laughs) why I hope all of you guys are watching to the watching or listening to this podcast. But Even beyond that, I want you to have tools for the road. I want you to have tools for real life. I want you to have tools to notice red flags and yellow flags in how people communicate with you, how people treat you, how you treat others, how you walk into a room, how you are perceived and why you are perceived that way. And to help you guys continue to elevate your certainty within yourself, as well as your ability to lead, your ability to command, your ability to be taken seriously and, you know, to really be looked upon as somebody that is a leader worth following, you know? And so anyways, I've really enjoyed this. Go back and take notes. If you missed the three points earlier, we can certainly go back over them and uh, I'll see you guys next week as we continue our leadership journey.